Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Coffee and Wrestling, a wrestling podcast. I think we're up to episode 22. We're really killing it this year, huh? Yeah, 22. 22. And what a fantastic week we had in wrestling. Of course, we had our Very usual eventful. SmackDown. Uh, Rampage. Rampage. We already covered everything else at the beginning of the week. And full gear. So, since not a lot happened Ooh, on SmackDown. Gear. Holy shit. I, we, we were looking forward to it If I could sit here, week. I could talk for, honest to God, two to three hours oh, just sort of, yeah. about full gear. Like, I literally went to bed. We went to bed probably one, two o'clock in the yeah. morning. And I woke up and, like, one of the first things I said was, holy shit. Oh, yeah. We could have sat down last night and recorded exactly what you're talking about, like a two-hour podcast strictly on on full gear. It was great. So let's talk about everything that led up to that. And let's start off the uh, podcast by, oh, and first off, hello, I'm Jamie, and this is my husband, Mark. Hi. And again, thank you for joining us. Yes, thank I you. I don't think Twitter blew up yet, so uh, if nope, you don't follow still on us Twitter. on Twitter, we're at CAW Wrestling Pod. And uh, again, let's start off by uh, talking about SmackDown. Oh, it was... I mean, it's always it was okay. interesting. It was, yeah. <laughs> They're leading up to uh, Survivor Series War they Games. They are, next weekend. Um, and, it, I mean, yeah, it was, it was okay. I, I think it, the, or SmackDown had a lot to uh, contend against for the weekend because Full Gear was such a stacked card. Oh, sure. So I think it kind of dwarfed in comparison. Uh, but We're not really going to go in order as yeah, far as the kinda, show goes. Yeah, kind of change we're, things up a little bit. Yeah, we're just going to like basically talk about everything that happened. We want to streamline these episodes a little bit more so that you get what you want quicker and we can get through some of the stuff that we don't need to talk about quicker. Sure. For some... Times there's no reason to uh, build that anticipation, right. and when we're just talking to you about that, so gonna again gonna streamline this a little bit faster and talk about uh, Shotzi and uh, Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler, well, we which had... was set up from the week previously, obviously. Right after she ended up winning the six pack challenge, correct. Um, Still don't about... know if she was the one that was supposed to win it, but right, right. Talking about Shotzi, uh, she interacted with Shayna Baszler in the back, who is you know kind of best friends with Ronda Rousey. She talks some shit, and Ronda Rousey ends up ta- attacking Shotzi. Um, kind of setting up this match for this week. Um, it, I didn't like this match. You know, I really don't want to be that negative podcast. I really try to bring out the positive mm-hmm. in everything. And there's always a good thing and a part, you know, of, of every single match and every right. storyline. This wasn't good. No. Um, it was very it, weak. Everybody was hitting very weak. It felt like the entire match was at a three quarters speed. Um, and Shayna Baszler dominated Shotzi for like the majority of the match. She did. And Ronda Rousey distracted Shotzi oh, yeah. 375 times. Oh, it was terrible. And that, and then she ended up actually distracting her for the win. Well, Raquel Rodriguez came down. Her uh, music hit. She came down. Shayna was like half distracted or uh, yeah, Shayna was, ha- was distracted yep. by Raquel Rodriguez. Which, Shotzi rolled her up and that was it. And that was it. And I didn't understand that. Like you had this entire thing. You beat the hell out of this girl. You got every move on her. You you threw her around. Uh, Ronda was there, who got away with murder on the edge of the yeah. Uh, the ref the ring. W- had no problem whatsoever yep. with and her then, being there. And then you get you lose in the end. Like it didn't make look. Sh- it didn't make Shotzi look good. No, d- it did not make, make Shayna look, look good. good. Uh, it, it didn't really make didn't, Ronda look good no, either. It, and same thing with Raquel. She just came out and then just stood there at the ramp and distracted her enough to so the Shotzi could get one over and pull, and squeak out a win. So I just didn't. I don't think it was a good. I don't know. I don't, I don't think it was a good move on WWE to do this, which no. is unfortunate because those four women, even Ronda Rousey, could be a decent women's part of the women's division, but it just feels like this, it just didn't go well. It felt like we didn't know what to do, so here's a random match. Yeah. Speaking of not knowing what to do, we had the first round of the, Rick, of the uh, 
the ricochet of the World <laughs> Cup tournament. Uh, oh, hello. Uh, we had Ricochet taking on Mustafa Ali. <laughs> Another match that I don't think either one of these guys look good. No. It, this, was, this was a great way to put it. This was a night of disappointment as far as who you would expect to, to benefit from these matches. This entire night, didn't. nobody benefited from anything. No. It was very, very odd. You have Mustafa Ali, who's off another loss uh, after getting his ass Bobby whooped Lashley, by Bobby Lashley. which was horrible. Um, and, and now he's got busted up ribs. Yeah, he's got busted up ribs. His, his wrist was hurting. And basically what it was, long story short, there's some backstage stuff and... Uh, Mustafa Ali was back there. The doc was like, you're cleared, but you really shouldn't do this, which yep. obviously would never happen. Um, and then Ricochet comes around the corner like, oh, bud, you really shouldn't be doing this. Like, Way think too of nice your future. of a guy. Think yeah. of, like, super, we don't have to do this. Super face. Like, I mean, which is great if that's what you want to do it as. But Mustafa's like, nah, bud, I got this. I'm I'll breathing. I'll you out there. <laughs> and it was kind of like, all right, so you got two. I don't know. It just didn't make either guy look good it was two it's two mid-card guys that should be top tier guys again just they don't know what to do and again and with ricochet you had to have mustafa ali had to have rib injuries for him to get a win yeah that's what it felt like and mustafa ali got another loss it's like he's he's the he's the next up-and-coming austin theory he's gonna get yeah. 15 losses yeah. and then lose his shit and he's gonna finally get one over on one person and and now know. now we know that ricochet is going to be facing braun and i feel like i can see this a mile away there's no way ricochet is getting the win on this one well especially with the i mean we might as well just go right into 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 the new day and the imperium yeah uh he, he was the mystery partner for the new day's yep. challenge they were the having imperium. some backstage interface you know here the same thing all over again yep backstage talk kofi kingston coming out with kind weird mustache holding that you're pretty dude dax vibe sorry about that okay dax light dax Dax hardwood light i believe it would be dax dark actually oh dax is pretty light (laughs) it was an interesting mustache nonetheless (laughs) it was but basically the new day were there the imperium came in you know blah 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 back and forth now we're gonna fight but we have a mystery partner we're not gonna tell you who it is right anticipation anticipation I looked at Mark and said, just hope it's not Braun. Sure, it's sure. Braun. Five minutes later, Braun Strowman comes running down it's the ring. It's Braun. And of course, you oh. know, okay. Braun's supposed to be this big, meaty dude. We're putting over mm-hmm. Braun. Okay. Imperium's they supposed to be this intimidating. Made ca- Imperium look so ungodly no, no, no. weak. They didn't make and Imperium look weak. Gunther. They made Gunther look like a bitch. Both, I think there's three times that he was supposed to square up with, uh, with Braun. Braun and just coward especially the last time he when they went to get the ran when they went the to get the pin he was gonna clearly dive in to try and you know break up the pin braun like turns and just looks at gunther and gunther ran away like a scalded dog and i didn't even try to break up how do you have the, the intercontinental champion be scared of somebody right when he has been going against everybody else and just Toe for toe, one for or on and on, or you know, one on one, no problems. Right, and then you get scared of a guy that's a little bit bigger than. Oh, that. and he's just had such an incredible streak of just wins and oh yeah, and five star matches across the board, and then he's going to be afraid of Braun. Yeah, I just. And then also, what really sucks in this situation, it was just so we're we're doing the the SmackDown World Cup. Yep, and. There's no clear winner yet. We still have oh, a, a match on the left side that hasn't even happened yet. Right. At this point. 
So there's one, two, three more matches to happen before you even figure out who's going up against Gunther. Mm-hmm. And here is Braun Strowman who's in this tournament and Gunther's afraid of him. There's no way that any of these other guys are going to win it. Oh, no. It's clearly going to be Braun. Ricochet how has lame no is chance. that? Ricochet has no chance. None of in these guys have any Braun. chance. And it's just so lame. I feel like they just spoiled it. Cole even said something. He had to backtrack. Oh, yeah. He's, like, he spoiled it, too. Yeah, he's, Gunther does not want to face Braun in the finals if Braun wins in the semifinals. Of like, course just he's like, going to win. It. Just so like, many weeks out. It was just weak. Yeah, I, I just... Not looking forward to it. Another one that kind of missed the ball here was we had the re- return of uh, Madcap Moss. He yep. had a backstage segment with uh, his real life, I believe, fiance Emma. Uh, yep. She returned a few weeks ago to a She's loss there against with big Ronda. heart eyes, you know. Yep. Um, I don't know if they're selling it like they are two lovebirds that are like just batting eyes at each other backstage, or if they're like they're in a relationship. What the deal is, but she kind of like. Pats him on the butt and says, you go get him, Tiger. And he gets all, you know, I feel better. He says, my voice is coming back, you know, after losing it from getting that uh, cross jacket from Karrion Cross. He says, tonight's my night to get my revenge. And goes back out and has another match with Karrion Cross. And Was it? It just. Uh, it wasn't really a match. And it ended in Snugglefest 2.0. I mean, that. Snugglefest. Doesn't look intimidating. No. I, it, and they, it, just, they just spoon in the middle of the ring and that's it. Right. I, I don't That's know what they're I doing got. with it. And, and honestly, I was sitting there and I was like, why did we do this? This was just a waste of time. And then Emma walked out and I went, oh. Yep. Okay. Yep. We're doing that. Uh, yeah, I don't. We're doing a mixed gender match with, with Scarlett yeah, and Harry and Emma she... and Madcap. But are you really going to have these four like go against each other? Like they're all equal individuals? I, I don't right? know. Right. I honestly think a lot of people who watch WWE now may not know who Emma is. Oh, I seriously doubt they do. So they're probably like, who she is She wasn't this? exactly a confused. driving force back when she was in WWE. Yeah, I mean, we knew you know? who she was. You right. Know? I, I don't know. I don't know where they're going with this. I don't know what they're doing with it. It was a missed mark. Yeah, and I'm, I'm usually pretty good on marks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we also had uh, one of the more interesting things of the night. The rest of, the rest of SmackDown was fairly interesting. Uh, we had Bray Wyatt. Uh, said he was going to apologize for his antics last week against L.A. Knight. Yeah, make some amends for it in the uh, middle of the ring, which was a different side of him. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I'm really liking what they're doing with him. Yeah, well, I like the whole dark vibe, the whole like ambiance and everything. What was really interesting was he was talking about L.A. Knight. The lights turned on and L.A. came out. And I thought yep. that was really cool. They're like, okay, now we're kind of breaking this. Just Singular, he's just gonna come out and yeah, and know, like this modern. is actually happening. And right. basically, LA Knight was like, Okay, like I've been thinking about this for a week now, and mm-hmm. I've been really processing this, and you know, like uh basically he gets close to one. him, and yeah, he's like, you know, I've been thinking about this a lot, and you know, I, I, let's make amends. Yep. And just stole smacks him. the absolute yep. shit out of stole him, him on, a, on a, a shot to the mouth retreated to the outside of the ring was all right we're even we're even we're yeah even. you go your way i'll go my way we're even bray kind of you know breathes a little bit and does his thing and looks over at la night and says all right brother you know we want to be even he sticks out his hand says we're even la night looks at him and smacks him again and fucking retreats from the ring and he says i've been waiting to do that two for one yep two for one special because this is my show so, L.A. Knight was then found 
shortly after the commercial break, covered in hundreds of pounds <laughs> of debris. Ladders, extension cords. Well, he had a backstage interview, and the the girl that was interviewing him, he, like, walks up to this door, and as, as he's walking out, she's like, you know, Ellie Knight, Ellie Knight, and he stops, and as he's, like, holding the door open in the pitch black room, there's a mask. And as, you know, the interview goes on for the 20 seconds, it goes behind L.A. Knight and it disappears into the night. He goes into the uh, black room. Next thing you know, he's beat to shit. So, and sure it looks like what you do to your friends when they pass out super drunk. We mm-hmm. used to do this. You pile everything on top of them. And you take all the beer cans and you take all the debris oh, yeah, and everything you can find. The ramen noodle cups and things like that. And you just pile them as high as you can on top of the pe- person that's passed out. They played that game with L.A. Pretty much. Except I think they beat the hell out of him, too. He was sleeping. Sleeping? Yeah. That's what I say. <laughs> Call dead raccoons on the side of the road. Uh, so that'll set up a nice little... I'm sure they'll have something next week between him and L.A. Knight. Which will be nice to see uh, Bray Wyatt finally kind of showing an interest in... Or not an interest, but showing a... Kind of the wrestling side. The showing up a rivalry between him and another individual. Yeah, and I'm really excited about who they picked. Yeah. You know, and I think that was the talk for a while. Is like, who's it going to be? Not your standard going right for the throat of Roman Reigns or... Yeah, it was you know. really fun because what a fantastic way to push over LA. They're both fantastic on the mic, so it's fun to have both people equal in right. this situation. Not only, like, wrestling move-wise, but on the microphone as well. So oh, yeah. I, I'm thrilled about it, but... I'm excited let's, for it. Let's talk about, obviously... The whole entire theme of, of SmackDown, and, and mm-hmm. it's every week, not just this week. The Bloodline. I Are mean, you feeling Sami Zayn, Uzi or? Sami Zayn and the Bloodlines. I mean, it's his new band, you know. No, I really, I, as surprising as this is, I, I actually am really enjoying the storyline. I'm, I'm getting it's into so the funny. Roman Reigns and the Usu, the Usus, the Usos and mm-hmm. Solo Sokoa, and I'm really it's digging. It's really good. This kind of tongue-in-cheek, you know, they're, it seems like every week they're, they're, for like 30 to 45 seconds, they're trying to be like funny and, and break character. And it's good. And, I, and every week I can't help, but, and I know I piss you off. I know I piss Mark off doing this, but I can't help, but look to see who's going to crack when mm-hmm. Sammy starts talking. And yeah. basically everybody was in the back. They were in the locker room. It was bloodline minus Roman. And, you know, everybody was talking. Sammy was like, I'm going. I'll see you later. Well, they, uh, they were talking about the war games mm-hmm. that uh, Sammy came out and promised that they were going to win. Right. So they were kind of talking about that. And then it cuts to the Usos kind of talking to each other. And yep. then all of a sudden, Jay looks up and there's Sammy again. And he was like, oh, wait. And he hits Jay with this like super in or uh, Jimmy with this super intricate uh, handshake. Oh yeah, giving him the daps. You know the friendly daps. Randy, <laughs> Randy, and I got one. I know whenever Randy and Gary always get to be- get the, they got this like this fifteen like movement thing that they just you know, hey man, how's it going? It's just happening with no big deal, and that's what happened. That's exactly what happened. Jay used Sammy to basically hide and laugh behind his back. Yep, so fucking good. But it was a whole segment of just. But they were trying to figure out really who the fifth member of. The other war and they games dragged team it out. of they the brawling brutes and Drew McIntyre because right. that was how they opened the se- opened the show. Yep, and they Drew said McIntyre. you'll never guess who it's going to be. Yeah, know? they know. You know, they... after Sheamus checked his mic about ten times to make sure it was yeah working. right. So the whole show goes on, and you know the Usos are going to different people like, hey, are you this? Are you the fifth member? Are you the fifth member? Just kind of like <laughs> said it to Carrie, and Carrie's yeah. like, what? No, Carrie's like, nah. When I come for your your cousin's title, it's going to be me. So it was kind of cool. They set it up, and then it was the final match of the night: Sami Zayn versus Butch. For 
their ver- yeah, their, uh, their spot in the eliminator match. Um, really good match. Didn't go the way I thought it was going to go. Nope. Uh, Butch ended up getting the win. I I honestly didn't think it would go that way, but yeah. again. Sami Zayn can take the L. Yeah, but we had Not bloodline interference. We had brawling brutes interference. Mm-hmm. Uh, and towards the end of the match, everybody was beating the hell out of each other. Roman Reigns music hit. He comes out. He hits Sheamus with a gnarly Superman punch. And he looks like he's about to lay out. Uh, Not Sami Zayn. Uh, I don't even remember who it was. But all of a sudden, Sami Zayn's sitting in the ring. And you hear Kevin Owens music hits. And... Who was previously reported to be injured yep. and possibly taken out of war games. Is not out of war games. As a matter of games. fact, he's in war games. He so is the fifth him, member. Him and Sammy were standing in the ring, kind of like, oh shit, what do we do here? And Romans, Romans, Roman, Roman came in and I believe he Superman punched he Kevin Owens. Out of nowhere. Knocked him out and kind of looked at Sammy like, well, you know, what What's... did you expect? Yep. So, Wow. Yep, so, yeah. That's going to be fantastic. Just piqued my interest a hell of a lot more into uh, War yep. Games this weekend. It kind of uh, bounced off of what happened in Full Gear, and, you know, we always would like to pre- present ourselves as the best podcasters in the world, but we, are. we actually watched SmackDown after Full Gear. We watched it earlier today. <laughs> so it was, it was funny because there was a, a very similar spot in Full Gear where Sammy Guevara and Chris Jericho had to go against each other as well as Claudio and Brian Danielson. So this kind of brought back that to me. Well, we'll see what happens at War Games this weekend. Uh, It is Sunday, so it'll happen six days from today. Uh, We will also have the World Cup on SmackDown next week. It'll be Santo Escobar and Butch taking on on each other, as well as uh, Braun Strowman taking on Ricochet in the finals, plus I'm sure some bloodline antics um, post well, no, this is just prior to War Games, so yes. it's going to be... I'm, I'm excited for a little bit of SmackDown. But uh, as we transition, we are going to get into AEW. Uh, this weekend Rampage. was... Rampage. My God, this weekend was interesting. Rampage, we weren't sure what to expect because, you know, it's so used to WWE. They're yeah. usually they're pre-WWE. I'm sorry, pre-pay-per-view. Uh, premium live event. Premium live event shows <laughs> the week prior are not... All, they're pretty notori- lackluster. They're notorious for being not the best. So it was refreshing to see Rampage. You know, they had some things that had to push the pay-per-view forward. Um, We had the uh, World Cup. Not World Cup. Good Lord. Wrong show. The uh, world title. Different eliminator match. We had the world title eliminator match that was supposed to happen Wednesday, but Ricky Starks was injured. Right. uh, Because of a backstage attack. And what was me? By Lance Archer. By Lance Archer. And he started out in a backstage attack. Loafers and all. Uh, it was Ricky good. Ricky was getting his, his little tiny butt whooped by Lance Archer. Yeah, he was wearing a custom a New Jersey bird. Devils jersey. Yeah, it was nice. It was fun, but they I like... I hate the Devils, but it was actually... It was like a crop top. Yeah, it was, it really, was good. It was it some was Ricky cute. shit, you know? Some Ricky shit, for sure. But it was some backstage brawl that like was brought into the ring, and then the, the match started. So it was really, really great way to start off, and... Uh, there was a lot on the line because the winner of this would end up facing Brian Cage at the Full Gear pre-show. Right. So this and means this, they, whoever wins this will be wrestling two matches, two back days Back to in a back. Row. One yeah. on Friday, one on Saturday. And that man was none other than Ricky Starks. Yep, he was and I didn't even think about it until Brian Cage walked out. I was like, oh, Brian Cage, Ricky Former Starks. Oh, shit. Team. 
Yep. Team Taz. Team so, Taz and Hobbs. Really interesting. Hobbs also in the mix as well. The three of them thriving. Yeah. Uh, Hook but, too, because he's here tonight as well. As Ricky kind of like celebrated his victory, Lance Archer, I mean, he beat the hell out of him again. Yep. Uh, left him for dead on the outside of the ring. So interesting. We'll see where that goes. Uh, we already know what happens with, with uh, I mean, we'll talk about it now. Why not? Uh, Ricky Starks ends up taking on Brian Cage in the all-out pre-show. Yep. And full gear pre-show. I'm still messing that up. Yes, full gear pre-show. Um, and wow, that pre-show was honestly, it, it, was, it was just as great as the banger. pay-per-view. I banger. mean, really, uh, uh, Eddie Kingston ended up saying it. He was like, why haven't you bought the pay-per-view yet? Yeah, he said, we you still know? got eight minutes by the damn pay-per-view. By the damn pay-per-view. And for real, I highly suggest just, just go and buy the damn pay-per-view. Right. But stop by YouTube, watch the pre-show. We did get to see Brian Cage and Ricky Starks, and it was fucking phenomenal oh, it was great the ending was awesome it was um, so good i ricky starks i picked up brian cage mm-hmm. hit him with the rochambeau like Holy that's how he finished shit. the match hit him with the rochambeau i didn't think he was gonna get him up at first but i don't just, think ricky like, was gonna think he like I mean. sat up and was like oh shit but he persisted and he got it and he got the win yep um got the win so he's gonna advance onto the tournament and be taking on ethan page in the finals and it's exactly what we predicted exactly actually what you predicted <laughs> uh, we're going to jump back to Rampage. We also had Hook taking on Lee Moriarty for the FTW Championship. Send Hook. And this was probably the first time that I've seen Hook in a match that it felt like Hook really had to work hard to get the win. Yes. And they both put each other over really, really well mm-hmm. here. Very similar technical styles. Oh, they did super amazing. Super young, like, super the talented. Mat work, the mat work between these two guys, they really looked like, I don't know if they sat down and choreographed this or what they did. But they really looked like it was a bona fide wrestling match. Yep. It really, they, this is they, the future of wrestling right now. Oh, here. it was so good. It was so good. Like, Lee Moriarty is already a very technical wrestler. And obviously, Hook being from the lineage that he is, like, my God, like, these two guys, they melted so well together. Hook was able to get the win, uh, was able to choke out Lee. Lee never tapped out, never got pinned, and the passing out, which I think AEW does, does a little bit too much. Right, but it's a good way to make it seem like Okay, Lee Moriarty held his own. He didn't tap. Right, of He course. couldn't control himself, so he passed out. And I think that's a good way to put both guys over here and yep. really give uh, Hook a run for his money. Yeah, he was a little, he was a little uh, breathing hard uh, towards the end of that match. Yeah, so it was good to see something last more than 35 seconds. Always good to see your, great your, back and forth. your invincible guys kind of get a little bit of a struggle every once in a while. Yeah, Even exactly. Goldberg had to, had to struggle a little bit every well, once in a while. Well, and we got to see Wardlow really flex his shit at full gear, too. And oh, it yeah. was a very similar situation where it wasn't, you know, 25 seconds and then five powerbomb symphonies. It, it went a little bit of a different route, but we'll get there. Let's talk about Athena versus Madison Rain. I know you kind of rolled your eyes when it first happened because we all knew what was going to happen here but well, <laughs> real quick a little bit a little bit of break of the fourth wall we uh i went to skip the because we were, we watched rampage after it happened we had we were doing something friday i went to we sk- were playing dungeons and dragons <laughs> because I when to, you're a dork and you're you watch wrestling dork. you're a full-on dork you know but i went to skip the entrances of everybody because i figured okay let's let's cut a little bit of time back we were running short on time what we were doing and i hit literally Went from Madison Reigns, like she's coming out smiling, and I hit a random spot that looked like maybe three to four minutes forward, and it was the it was the winner rolled over, and they're like ding 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 ding. I was like, you've got to be kidding me! Like we we I ruined the match within three seconds of us starting. To watch yeah, the match. exactly. It was spoiled instantly, which is hilarious. But 
the last few weeks, they've definitely had Athena take more of a heel right. turn, and I really like it. All these like super faces are starting to turn between WWE and W A and W. God damn it, Danhausen. <laughs> and, um, and of course, you know, Madison Rain not exactly doing the best in her. No, she's not. She's not here to be the best wrestler. She's here to help she's put over a great other people. Job. <laughs> and she's here to help train. I mean, look at Sky Blue. Obviously, oh, yeah. leaps and bounds. Oh yeah. What this match was for was not only to establish again Athena's heel turn, but also to establish a new rivalry between her and somebody I had just mentioned the other day that I haven't seen in a while. Return. Mercedes Martinez. Yes, a former who, ROH women's champion. Huge fan of Mercedes. She is just Wasn't at so first when she first came to AEW. Talented. Well, she came out and she was what? Helping Brit? And it was like, here we go I again. So, yeah. Here we go again. You know, but. That was a weird one. She came out to help Brit. And then I think three weeks three weeks later, she's like, what am I doing? Didn't Fuck she fight, this girl. like, try to beat up Thunder Rosa? Yeah. And, and then, it was uh, back then. And when Thunder Rosa beat her. You know, they went to shake hands and Britt Baker came in and I don't remember if she started attacking Thunder Rosa or started attacking Mercedes. Mercedes like, yo, this is bullshit. What are you doing? Stop it. Yeah. It lasted about a week and a half. But, uh, but good to see her back. Yeah. And I think Athena well, versus Mercedes is going to be great. You know, I love me some Athena. Don't get me wrong. The fallen goddess is, is dope in my mind. But I swear to God, you start, you start laying hands on my girl, Aubrey Edwards. Ooh. She, she hit Aubrey Edwards and I'm, I, heal or not. I don't take ti- too kindly to that. That's that's it, my favorite ref. Oh, absolutely. But I mean, the Bryce is right too. The Bryce is right, but Aubrey <laughs> Edwards he doesn't do podcasts. Between uh, Rampage but and took Full Gear, the refs really took quite Ooh. a few bumps. Yeah, but yeah, she put she put her hands on Aubrey. Not cool. Not cool at all. Closing but- out Rampage, uh, we had Jun Akiyama, Kanosuke Takashita. <laughs> I still can't say it. Taking Tenosuke. On, Tenosuke? Takeshita. Takeshita. Taking on Eddie Kingston. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Ortiz. Or, Ortiz. Uh, unfortunately, Santana and Ortiz seem to have had a falling out. Uh, Santana seemed to be writing out his AEW contract, which I believe He is also got hurt on that um, match, the war, too. The War Games war match. Games. And it was like 15 seconds in. Yeah, he like went his in, num- yeah, did one move, up. and just that was tweaked literally his right it. knee, and that was the last we saw of Santana. What a shame. Such a huge fan of Santana. I was uh, the Pride and Powerful was like one of my favorite tag teams. For real. In AEW, and they, I guess he's just done. He doesn't want anything to do and with anybody. Ortiz and, aren't getting along. Yep. Such a shame, but... Ortiz was out here, and, and they looked really good. Eddie was just, like, Over on the cloud nine. Yep. Um, they talked a little bit is. about um, Eddie Kingston had watched a match with uh, Akiyama right. when he was 18 years old. You know, God. Why are you so popular? I know. Everybody's just tweeting at me today. Been all weekend. Never Everybody's tweeting me today at uh, a bacon party on Twitter. Oh my God. Um, come on, cheap pop. That was such a cheap plug. It's a fire hazard. <laughs> at any rate. So again, Eddie Kingston watched a match when he was 18 and he was like, man, this guy's style, this is the style that I want to have. And it really helped him. That's what motivated him to and inspired him to get into wrestling. Exactly. So here he is facing one of his uh long time uh just one of the guys he's been looking up mm-hmm. to for the majority of his life and Takeshita who is just goddamn uh, so missed you know so Cinnabon, missed, Cinnabon missed the sales will not be missed anymore as he has been announced as all elite yeah he said he's moving to the United States yeah 
He is he got the graphic and everything. Yeah, and again, he turned down a WWE contract. Sweet. Thank you. He's such a good. Kesha. He's so good. He I'm going to say it right now. That dude has the perfect build for a wrestler. I now I know what I have to build my body Looks upon. Looks great. No, no, no. Is it for a wrestler? So Cinnabon <laughs> and what else does he eat and train? <laughs> so at any rate, this match happened. Um surprisingly Akiyama and Takeshita picked up the win yeah but I think that ended up kind of setting the fire under Eddie and set up the match for the pre-show yeah I don't know why I said it's so weird pre-show. like that pre-show so Eddie Kingston got a taste of uh Akiyama on his own the two of them went head to head at full gear and full gear let's uh, let's go right hour. into it actually let's just go straight into that match Okay, yeah, it was the main event of the, I guess, main event of the pre-show, uh, sure. Zero Hour, and I mean, you talk about two heavy-hitting individuals, there was, there was chunks of men leaving, left on the, on the mat out there. It, it was, was incredible. Insane. Excalibur also said that Eddie Kingston was the uh, Yonkers Strong Style. He was Yonkers the, Strong he Style. Yonkers yeah. Strong Yonkers Style. New York. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, it, I can it, see that. It was really good. So they had an incredible back and forth. It was really Again, good. Again, obviously very similar styles. At one point, Eddie Kingston hit him so hard, the mic cut out. No, the mic, st- it started uh, feedbacking and it hit yeah. so hard. <laughs> it was nuts. Um, but on, it, you're, if you're a fan of Japanese wrestling, if you're a fan of that style, if you're not a fan of the WWE overproduced stuff, this is just two men standing toe-to-toe, slapping the shit out of each other and not... Like it's brutal. Like these guys have got to be hurting the next morning, and it's it's just it's just good, hard hitting wrestling. Absolutely, there is no hold. There's there's, no gimmicks. Nope, they're not. There's no bullshit. The slaps are not held back. Absolutely, these elbows are landing hard. The kicks are making spit fly out of these guys' mouths. The moves, the exploder suplexes. I mean, you felt that from the from home on the couch. Oh yeah, this this and the tag match uh, on Rampage, best. Best things to watch if you're not watching the if you're not watching full gear. Um, we also had we also had the best friends with uh, Rocky Romero and a very evil, very mysterious uh, opponent or a partner taking on the factory with uh, Q T Marshall, Aaron Solo. Uh, let's see if I can do this. Uh, Camarado. Yep. Uh, C- Cole Carter. Yep. And who is the f- oh and um, Lee Johnson. Yes. Yeah, I did it. Very, nice. uh, very good five on five was a four on five for a good little bit. And it was because they were just obviously being very vague about the fact that clearly Dan Housen was going to be the new guy. But if you follow Dan Housen on Twitter, he's definitely been hinting that he's going to be taking a heel a turn. Bit, a little bit more evil than he is more nice. I yes. Mean, so it kind of was obvious what was happening here. And at one point, don't remember exactly when it happened, but he did in fact come out his face paint. I'm sorry. Music had his, changed. His, his face paint. His makeup was a little bit different. His skin had changed. Yes, yeah, not so much not, red, not so much red under the eyes, and it seems his black has moved no. up a little bit. And and now it's a looking little like more evil. Yeah, he had some uh, damage to his teeth after that pile driver some on blood, the steps dry by blood in QT. His mouth. As a matter of fact. And uh, yeah, he came down to the ring, got tagged in, and unfortunately for Nick Camarado, was the the victim of the first, I guess. Danhausen finisher that we've all known and love, and for the first time he yelled, "Who do you love?" Danhausen. Dan uh, so if you're a fan of him, you know that he's he had that gimmick, he had the teeth gimmick, yep. and what I think was really fun here is that 
They didn't blow their entire load. Tony Khan didn't blow his entire load on Danhausen. He came out very nice, had a couple of the things that obviously he was big into, mm -hmm. but they never really touched the whole tea thing. They never really did anything like that. Like you said, the, you know, who do you love? They didn't put all, all the gimmicks into one bag. They saved those two particular things for this. So, oh, and I love you know, it. as Dan Housen fans, he, we were losing our shit. It was he not just well, not only that, great. He, he came out and looked more. I mean, he just looked better. He, yeah. he came out the and hit better The intro was different. He, he hit a couple of really good German suplexes. The clotheslines, like it felt like he oh, was hitting with power. It wasn't insane. just, it wasn't just by chance. He wasn't just getting, you know, this or that happening, yep. you know, by the luck of Dan Housen. Yeah, he's he wasn't finally even like showing his moves off, the, you the, know. I guess it was a little bit less goofy. Oh, it you was know, a lot less goofy. Um, and then the teeth came out, and he did his classic finisher of that. And yeah, now he has the this, win. He has this like railroad spike now that he hit yes, over really the head with. That. I really enjoyed that. It was just really well done. And then you know you got to give the people what they like, love what they love, and uh, would you got had he, a nice big hug in the center, and, and you he, could tell he, they were like, yeah, that was cool. Even that Dan Housen really had a smile on his face, whether he was kayfabing it or not. It was good. So the pre-show again was like pay-per-view quality. Yeah. Really enjoyed it. Boy, did we jump right into it when we started off this actual pay-per-view here. Steel cage match between Jungle Boy Jack Perry and Luchasaurus. Definitely. Right off the top. Definitely one of the matches that caught me the most by surprise. It was kind of stale going into it. I don't think that the they had enough time them, yeah. to really put the effort in that they wanted. Obviously, they weren't expecting Christian to get hurt. Yeah, I think this was supposed to be over a few weeks ago. Uh, and then, yeah, like you said, Christian ended up getting hurt and kind of put a put a big old bump in that road. Yeah, big old kibosh on that. Um, this, this, honestly, like maybe storyline-wise doesn't have a lot to it. But real life-wise, the, the story between these two is very deep-rooted. Mm -hmm. uh, they were talking about it, and, and thank you, AEW, for always hitting us with the facts. Uh, Jack Perry actually started wrestling school at 12 years old, and the same week that he had started at that wrestling school, Luchasaurus started as well, who obviously right. at the time wasn't Luchasaurus. His name is Austin. Yeah. Uh, started there as well. So we had this huge storyline as far as the, how long the two of them have known each other. Obviously, mm -hmm. they were tag team champions together. It's even crazy to say that. I know, right? Um, but Jungle Boy's uh, mom and his sister were there rooting him on. And I think when they showed th his family, it really set in that these two have such a huge story between the two of them. Right. And for it to come down to a steel cage match, it was a really fun way to, I guess, cap this off and end it, hopefully. But really put over, not Jungle Boy, put over Jack Perry. Yeah, the transition from the... I guess, independent style wrestler of Jungle Boy um, associated with the dinosaur. Yeah, not really being getting, taken so serious. It's hard yeah, to. Yeah, I think they're getting away from that a little bit. Try to give him, like you said, a little bit more seriousness in his tone. feel like he's got more. His gimmick, uh, or not his gimmicks are better. Challenge. His promos have gotten mm -hmm. a lot better. Yep. Um, I liked it. It was it, The match was really good. It was well put together. Uh, like you said, there was more than just this was more than just a match between two people. This was a match between uh, two individuals that on the the other side of the curtain are or they have a storied history between the two of them because they've come up and done pretty much everything. Got signed together, got sure. put on AEW together, 
uh, has been run as a package team for years and years. Uh, but this is like a passing of the torch between the two of the two of them. You know, you've right. Got one going in one direction, one going in the other direction. The recognition between them as a tag team and being tag team champions and setting it up so later on they can continue as a tag team, but setting the motion forward of Jungle Boy no longer being just Jungle Boy. It's, you know, Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Right. You know, kind of gives him a little bit more more seriousness and tone. And Luchasaurus, too. I think people were like, eh, dinosaur? Yeah. I thought the whole thing was funny. He used to come in and he'd be like, hey, mom. You know, but I'm, you can I'm only do that for so long before you're three just million like, oh, years the old. Funny dinosaur, the funny dinosaur. I, I think it's hilarious, and it's the whole Danhausen thing all over again. You know, you can't be really taken serious when you're when you're have that huge comedic effect when you're not serious. And all three of these guys turned, yep, you know, to a different dynamic than what they were before. It's not that Jack Perry's turned heel; they're just different characters than who He's they originally were. Now. They're all more intense you know, now. Jack Perry or Jungle Boy used to be very laid back and like, all right, let's do this. We'll get the job done. Super happy. Didn't talk on the mic. And now they're really, I feel like he's being pushed. He still needs a lot of work on the mic, though. He does, but he's gotten so much better. He has. And this was definitely not a one-sided match between the two. Uh, Luchasaurus threw Jungle Boy around, uh, you know, up against that steel cage quite a few times. Looked mm-hmm. really, really brutal. Jungle Boy got a gnarly pile driver on on Luchasaurus. He did, yeah, he did, which was super impressive. I can't believe he pulled that off. Yep. I think I think you brought this up before. Um, this was the only match where there was some blood. Yeah. Uh, Jungle Boy was the only person to bleed that I can recall from all of Full Gear. Which is not rare even John Moxley. Yeah, it's With rare for Slicey AEW. They're, they're usually famous for blood buckets and and just gory self. Full Gear was not a pay per view full of gimmicks. That's no. for sure. They had the steel cage. It was full they of had a no fucking D- wrestling. They had a no DQ match, but it was not. There was no bullshit in this. It was not. It was well done. Pay per view. Yeah, it was very well done. Uh, Jungle Boy Jack Perry ended up getting the win here. Mm-hmm. The well deserved win. I think it was a good move. For them to to push him very hard, yep. and it was nice to see him with, of course, his family is always so supportive. And oh yeah, which I'm sure this whole match had to be very difficult to watch. The two of them were just so Between, devastated yeah. when he was dripping in blood. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's part of the business. It is part of the business, and and thank you to Tony Khan because he was not fucking around. When next up was Death Triangle versus the Elite for the AEW World Trios Championships. The elite making their return to AEW programming after um, what two months after two months after the AEW all all out brawl out between them <laughs> and CM Punk um I won't lie with this is our second take so a lot of the magic's gonna be taken away from me saying this uh we have the power go out and ruin the whole whole kit and caboodle um but I I've grown to love CM Punk over the past nine months I have been a great fan of the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and the Elite, I think that it's a shame that what happened happened, and it is what it is. We live and let live. I think AEW's done a great job of revamping the bullshit that's happened. Yeah, and moving on. And moving on into another dimension of just wrestling. Like, But it sucks. Like, It really sucks that this is like a bittersweet return for me, because like, damn, this is... You now know it. it, it there's no way CM Punk's coming back. Yeah, there especially no since way. they actually showed the cover for Fight Forever. Yeah, and no, and C- they no more CM it, Punk. And CM Punk is gone. Nowhere to be found. So 
That it's is not official. official. That it, is official. <laughs> it's it's official. He's off the video game cover, but it's not official that he is out of AEW yet. But it seems the writing is on the wall. It seems like that it is what it is. It is what it is, definitely. You know. But it it was one of those things where you know you and I have had this conversation of we didn't know what to expect when Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks came back. Right. You know, would there be steam behind it? Would it be interesting? And I know oh my God. the day that the pay-per-view happened, uh, there was a report that said that they were trying to get the copyright to Wayward Sons. By and Kansas. We did carry not on. get it. There was like, a, they were in a, like maybe yeah, there were a gimmick, something like that. They weren't able to get it. Lo and behold, here they come. The elite graphic pops up and carry on my Wayward Sons starts playing. By Kansas started oh playing. My God. And man, it was good. Like they got me. It I was super fit. excited. It fit. I was... When I heard about it, I was like, what are they trying to do? Like, they're trying to be the Wayward Sons? Okay, that's weird. And then when it hit, I went, oh, okay. That makes so much sense. The Young Bucks are so dynamic, not only in their wrestling, but they really think about the gimmick and they think about the presentation. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think makes the three of them really interesting. They're, they're good about that they've had two months to think about how they wanted to come back. I don't and know damn, if it's Kenny have, Omega look great. I don't know if it's they just have a great grasp on modern wrestling or they yeah, are clearly. just pioneering their way through modern wrestling, but the Young Bucks have defined a generation of of wrestlers. This is a different time, different place. WWE sees it like you got your flippy floppers. You I mean you're going to have your big guys, but even your big guys are being flippy floppers. Look at Brian Cage when he wrestled Ricky Swanton Starks. Swanton Bombs. Swanton Bombs. Uh, By uh, Wardlow. Oh, like, yeah. Like, what? Insane. Insane. Tope Suicidas. Even Keith Lee can, yeah. can jump can over move. somebody. So it... you know, even Brock Lesnar is another one. Massive dude. Does shooting star Bobby presses. Lashley. Bobby Lashley. Like, it just... It, Roman Reigns. I mean, he, great, he's not a great like aerialist, but he's just... Got a spear, it's quick. Yeah, it's quick. The Superman punch, it's a large jump in the air. He's got to get a lot of aerial sure. like time to get a good impressive punch. You know, it's a different generation of you don't just walk in and hit somebody with a big boot, a clothesline, and then hit him with a spine buster, and, you know, you pin him. Like, you've got to, like, really show out nowadays. Mm-hmm. And the Young Bucks have, like I said, they've really defined, they've taken a cruiserweight individual and turned them into a heavyweight star. And, like, and, and, same thing with Kenny Omega. He's absolutely. Like maybe a middleweight, but you could put him in the main event of WrestleMania and expect him to wrestle Brian Danielson like there's no fucking tomorrow. Absolutely. Which I ended up saying, and I don't know when this was announced, we are finally going to see Kenny Omega one-on-one with Will Ospreay. He's going yes, to be taking at on NJPW. Will Ospreay for the IWGP championship. Well, we will be ordering that pay-per-view. Or where, whenever it's on, we'll have to figure out the day of that. Maybe somebody can. Yeah, we'll figure that out. How crazy though! Not even oh, their amazing. own promotion. They're amazing. doing it in NJPW. Well, and honest to God, Kenny Omega mm-hmm. like really built his his repertoire in repertoire in in Japan and NJPW. The entire DDP. promo. I don't. I don't even know if you saw it because I announced. I said it to you. The entire promo he shot. He was speaking fluent Japanese. Oh, he does it's all so the time. crazy. He does it all the time. He loves the culture out there. It's so unbelievable, but we will be seeing that eventually. But for right now, this we match saw... was fucking phenomenal. I mean, okay, we talked so... way too much about other things around it, but this match was fucking phenomenal. There's so many levels to this. It's not just six of the most talented guys. Not in even AEW, though it is not in just professional mm. wrestling Even today. though they are. 
these six guys can perform. They so you knew it was going to be the chemistry between the two teams is insane. And AEW's go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say it's very dynamic and layered because they all have history with each other. Oh yeah, and and they their styles complement each other. Like they all have a very similar style, but they complement each other so well. The Mm -hmm. the camaraderie between two brothers and an individual on each team is just insane because you have those two brothers that are tried and true tag team like they have had matches with and against each other they have had oh, matches their matches against on... each other are so oh, yeah. legendary they've had you know matches against some of the most prolific tag teams in all of wrestling uh-huh. they have put over tag teams they have done they have put themselves over they have had insane and are you, i'm talking about either one of these two tag oh, teams. oh sure and then you talk about the two individuals that have had a a storied career in in different promotions, whether it's on the indie circuit in Japan, mm-hmm. overseas in Europe, over AAA, in, in, w, in WWE, like the the NXT, like these guys have just had so many good matches and they the experience, and then they come together as two tag teams, two triple uh, trios tag teams, and, and there's not <sighs> one person that like individually stands out. No, everybody no. shines, but they knew exactly what they were doing when they paired everybody up for this oh, yeah. match because we got to start it off with Kenny Omega and Pac yep, who which, have had one of the most legendary rivalries in AEW. Yeah. yeah the matches w- between them are just And it's right it started since the beginning of AEW. Same yeah. thing with the Lucha Brothers and the Young Bucks. They had They've, the best match in my that opinion cage match probably when the, yours. When, when Luchas when Lucha Brothers won the tag team championships in that cage match was one of the best matches I've ever an watched. An emotional roller coaster that you got to see like the dedication of Penta to his brother. Like Absolutely. he straight kept taking hits and taking hits and taking yep, hits. Yeah, so his brother couldn't and he was just beaten yep. and bruised. And but still came out with the win. Here's a great example again of the young Bucks know when to lose. Yep. They know when to put another team over and holy shit did they do it on this. They did. They the young Bucks ended up taking the L after uh Pac kept telling Penta or I'm sorry, kept telling Ray you need to use the hammer. You need to use the hammer. Yes, the timekeeper's hammer. He threw it out hammer. once. Uh, it happened, and there was an opportunity where he did it. He took the hammer. Kenny got Ray into the to the uh, one-winged one wing an angel, angel, and nobody kicks out the one one-winged angel. Absolutely not. So Ray hit him in the head. Only with the Kenny hammer. Omega. Only Kenny Omega kicks out yeah. of the one-winged angel. Well, only the one-winged angel performed by Kenny Omega, because uh, I don't remember who it was, but. Will Ospreay hit somebody with a one-winged angel and then, like, lifted their shoulder up, like, whoa! <laughs> that guy kicked out of a one-winged angel. Um, but Ray hit him in the head and cheated with his way hammer. into a win, and they and retained. And and Pac were like, you did good, you did good. And yep. he had kind of had a moment where he was like, I don't know if I did good. And then all of a sudden he was like, you know I what, yeah, I did. I did, I did do good. So surprisingly, this meant that Death Triangle uh, retained their champions, their AEW World Trios Championships. But not too long after, we got a pretty fun announcement. Yes, it's uh, more than just this one single match. We're going to see them fight in a best of seven. Yeah, like some hockey rules. Which is insane. Like, I've never heard of a best of seven in wrestling. We've I haven't best either. Of three. And it kind of looks like maybe I was so overwhelmed by. The pre-show being so good. Then we got a steel cage. Then we had this. It was so overwhelming that I kind of missed it, but it looks like there's maybe a match every week. So yeah, we're going to get like I possibly mean, it's gotta be seven at least weeks over. Yeah. Th- it's 
I mean, it's got to be at least that'd be what at least four weeks for if they yeah. did every single rampage dynamite, rampage dynamite. Um, they could make it interesting and make me want to watch uh, AEW Dark and put one of them on there as well. That's fun. But I didn't. There, yeah, they ran up a list of uh, each date. It's going to run all the way through winter is coming, and I think it's going to come to a head at a pay per view or right before a pay per view. I don't know, but it was just like, wow, I've never Best seen seven. anything like this before. Best so, of seven. You know, at the end so of this. So is this for the title? Like, what is, Yeah. Is, so nobody else is wrestling for the trio's title for seven just straight matches. Them. Well, up to four I to mean, seven matches. I'm not upset by it. I, it's just weird. They've got to like come up with interesting ways to do it. Obviously, yeah. we're not going to see the same match in the next seven weeks. We will, But we, we won't be able to watch a, a uh, Death Triangle Elite match for like two years after this yeah we'll be spent and good to go oh yeah 100 <laughs> percent. and uh real quick you know we like to be the positive uh podcast i don't really want to be the negative nancy here no, we talked no. a little bit about cm punk earlier but this crowd was hating on cm oh, punk yeah. with the fuck cm punk chance and then afterwards a colt cabana Colt chant. cabana chant so if cm cabana. punk was watching he tweeted out i was chanting for the elite the entire time. i saw that too <laughs> that was good that was good <laughs> Cole Cabana taking a lot of the stuff in stride. He's kept it pretty classy so far, at least lately. As classy as you can be after you get shit talked and your your name dragged <laughs> through the mud on national, I guess your not real national, name. national YouTube. Your real name. Yeah. Your uh, mom too, like, goddamn. Yeah, your poor mom. <laughs> you ever step back and look at some of this shit and be like, goddamn, you guys are being just a bunch of kids. Again, look back, Eddie Kingston. Yep. He saw this coming. Oh, yeah. Which, Tony Khan? Eddie Kingston, Claudio, what are you doing? I know, right? If the BCCs... Let's do it. Let's do it. But you're not going to be a thing. We're coming up to that. Yeah. Let's fucking do it. Still waiting on that. Um, Next thing. Interesting end. TBS champion. Jade Cargill versus... TBS champion. TBS champion? Self-proclaimed TBS champion. Nyla Rose. Nyla Rose. Uh, This one I was not wanting to really care about. Um, the match, like the lead up to the match, I was not really about this feud, not really about how they did this. I'm still not too sure about the, the build up to this, but I was wrong about this match. This was actually a really good match for Jade. Well, it started off fantastic. First of all, because we had a very Guerrero inspired entrance by Nyla Rose, who was of course with. Uh, I think Marina Shafir was there. We don't know her, so we weren't paying attention. Um, but of course, rolling up Vicky in the low rider, or a, a, blowing up, grow, uh, growing up, rolling up in the low rider, and Vicky Guerrero. Interestingly enough, which took Mark a second to catch on to, was wearing an "I'm your mommy" rocking the Rhea Ripley, Rhea Ripley T-shirt. Good to see that you know, real respects real, and uh, Eddie would have loved. Oh yeah. Everything that's going on oh, with yeah. Dominic and Ray. Bringing his familia into it. Oh, yeah. He's it's, smiling down. It's got to be good. It's, uh, it's got to be, yeah. Incredible. She's got to be happy as hell because you know, like every time somebody does that, the shoulder shuffle before the frog sure. splash, every time somebody does the three amigos, like yeah, you're looking paying up to homage heaven, to you that, know. Woman's, that woman's late husband that I was mean, taken he wo- was one so young. Of the absolute best, most talented. And he was one of those guys that knew how to put somebody over, too. I mean, oh, he yeah. was in the independent scene. 
Yeah, he left WWE the for a little bit, went to ROH. Yeah. Had legendary matches with, you know, even CM Punk. Like, Yeah, I think for... it's been 17 years since we lost Eddie Guerrero. But damn, every oh my God. Every time you watch wrestling, somebody Somebody does something. Is doing somebody, something. Especially of the, of the, uh, the Latin community. They all have, like, without somebody like Eddie, it would have never right. opened doors Ray for Fenix individuals. Right, Fenix is real big yeah, on that, you know? Yeah, like. I mean, Absolutely incredible. So really digging that. That was a really fun way to start off this match. Yeah. But Nyla took this opportunity to basically just steal Jade's moves and use them against her. And man, Jade looked worried. Oh, yeah. This is this match like really sent the point home that Jade's not, you know, she's not indestructible, that she has. She looked indestructible in that cosplay, though. I know, right? Being Chitara from, uh, I messed this up last time. I don't remember what cartoon <laughs> it is off the top of my head, but a bunch of wildcats. Lots of cheeks hanging. Lots of cheeks. She had pretty much a thong on. But, she did uh, have a thong on. Ni- uh, Nyla hit Jade with the Jaded. She did. And had me hook, line, sinker. I thought that was it. I thought Nyla was going to be the new TBS champion, but uh, Jade kicked out. And uh, mustered enough strength together, hit her with a big boot, and then dropped her with her own actual jaded, and got the one, two, three for honest to God, a well deserved win. I was a lot more impressed with this match than I was expecting. Nice to see these people who are who are in a Goldberg sense, where they are they're coming in, they're undefeated, yep. nobody can challenge them. This pay per view had quite a few chances where. Um, it really wasn't like that. You saw these no. people who have just been consistently winning have a challenge, even with Hook on Rampage, same thing. Yep. Finally have a challenge, and I feel like it was finally a challenge. Even though she's beat Nyla Rose before, this is clearly not the first time. But Nyla, had, Nyla got more than just in her physical presence. She got under her skin. She did. She, she worked disrupted her. disrupted her flow. She disrupted her. Her, 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 her chi was off, her, yeah. you know? And it was less focused on the baddies, and it was more focused on Jade Get my belt getting back. that dominance, and she did. She got her yep. belt back, and I hope we're moving on. It made on. her look strong. Hope we're moving on. Maybe we're going to throw... <sighs> they should have done better with it. Maybe now that Athena's heel, please, please, Athena, she, you, Jade Cargill. You can turn Jade, uh, Jade face? Not that she's Just healed, let but... let Athena be the one that finally takes Jade's spot. Athena? Mm-hmm. Okay. I think it's my girl. I'm feeling it. I really like her in AEW. She's shining. Okay, I could see that. I could see that. The heel turn, more serious, you know, really liking it. And, and one thing I really loved that was next was Chris Jericho versus Brian Danielson versus Sammy Guevara versus Claudio Castagnoli for the ROH World Championship. It's a mouthful to say all that. Woo! So this match, I was... Honest to God, I was expecting a little bit more out of it. I wasn't disappointed with the match, so let me make sure that's out there in the open. Uh, this was a great match between four massive superstars in wrestling. Uh, three that are, are tried and true veterans. One Tr- that, tried and true WWE veterans, yes, too. Uh, one that is an up-and-coming talent that is well on his way of making a hell of a name for himself if he'd get his fucking attitude in check. Yeah. That's Sammy just looked my great opinion. here. Uh, he did look great. Uh, everything everybody Claudio did always looks phenomenal. Was, Come on. This, honest to God, this entire pay-per-view was a very well-done pay-per-view. Nobody had any major botches. There was like one or two whoopsie doodles. Wardlow almost lost his shit in his match when he went up the top rope, but he recovered real quick. Uh, Jack Perry went a little short when he jumped off the top of the steel cage yep. onto Luchasaurus, which yep. shit, that was really high up. Can you blame um, him? But he still hit him. 
but for the most part, about eighty five percent of everything hit dead on. Mm-hmm. Um, this definitely being one of those, there was not a a half ass move. There was not a pulled punch. There was not a, a you know hold on. Let me. There, they, everybody took everything full fu- full force. Absolutely, everybody. It it was it was good. The storytelling was good between uh, Danielson and Cesaro. Claudio. Claudio. Um, because they went back and forth mutually. They did. Like, you they know, did. They finally is... just looked at each other and said, okay, now's the time. And yep. they just went at it. They blow didn't, for blow. Was they good. didn't try to like, you know, there was kind of a two on two for a little bit. But once it was done, that was it. It was done. Right. Uh, even the Jericho and Sammy vibe that took a second. It, like, that was, it was fun. It was a slower burn. But when it did, it did. But uh, lo and behold, Mr. Jericho retained. He does. And I have a theory about this. Yeah. Because I think it would have been fun, of course, for him to drop the title. Right. But I have a theory that the reason that they're doing this is to, to have, of course, Chris Jericho be this ROH champion that mm-hmm. has won against the likes of Dalton Castle, Bandito, Brian Danielson, Claudio Castagnoli. Yep. These are huge names. And for him to finally lose the championship to somebody who's going to just go way over in ROH because they're getting their own show. This would be a really fun time to have somebody, maybe even not that known, mm. come in, swoop in, and they won the championship from the Ocho, Chris Jericho. The Ocho. That is like a legendary way to start off your reign as the champion. Oh, yeah. Now, I don't know. Maybe I'm biased. I'm a huge fan, but maybe a good chance for Brian Cage. The Could man be. is built to be a champion. I know he was the FTW champion, and that's not really real, but it was so good it was such a good reign right i loved team taz when they were all together i did too i think it would be fun to put brian cage over let him win against chris jericho and start off roh right so chris jericho obviously ends up getting the win here yep and what legendary person to face next than tomihiro ishii on dynamite next Ooh, week yes yes and stone no, pitbull four days away and i oh. I could see him taking the taking that belt from Jericho. That would be crazy. That's what I'm going for. I would love to see that. Do you think? Uh, okay, I'm I'm interested in that match. <laughs> I, I, I anything he's in, I'm I'm interested in. So totally down with facing Chris Jericho. I'm definitely interested. In. Absolutely. Uh, after five years, Soraya made her debut mm-hmm. back in the ring with Britt Baker, and not disappointing at all. No, not in she the slightest. Did a great job. Uh, You've said it before. She's a little bit rusty. Of course, it's um, been five years, and yeah. she's been, uh, you know, on in, TV in the in ring in an actual match, right? That uh, was televised. Uh, she might have done some. I mean, she's obviously been doing some training. She's in great shape. Uh, looked great going out there. Looked yeah. very confident. Looked. Uh, uh, this one definitely it was very emotional. Yeah, yeah. She ended up getting the win. You could tell it meant a lot to her. Her brother was there. Yeah, that was um, really cool. I was. Britt played off that a lot. Yep, I I was very surprised they they went with Britt or I'm sorry they went with uh, Soraya with the win. I was hoping that maybe they'd put Britt over a little bit more, but I guess she doesn't really need to be put over right now in and AEW. Also, there's no way that's the end of that. No, not at all. No, not at all. I think that'll happen again. So this is just I'm sure just the the prelude, the beginning of. Oh yeah, well she's around for a while. She is a, she's all elite. So yep, and she's cleared. So oh yeah, clearly. Uh, but great. A, a great all-around match. Um, no outside interference. It was a good, clean win. Yep. Um, 
Can't say much as for Britt Baker later, but... Yeah, right. The TNT Championship was on the line next with Wardlow, Samoa Joe, and Powerhouse Hobbs. And this really did not go the way that I w- thought it would. No. I, well, yeah, I guess me neither. I was thinking Hobbs. You thought Wardlow... Oh, I, I was thinking Wardlow. My reasoning behind that being Wardlow's had, obviously, a fantastic run as the mm-hmm. champion. But his matches go quick. It's a powerbomb symphony. It's the end. Right. You see, you can smell it from a mile away. Not that I'm saying it's not fantastic. I'm not taking anything away from that. But this was really a good opportunity to go against two big meaty men. Big meaty men. That are very good. Very over. Very meaty. And show that he can defend his title against both of them. Yeah, which and he did say he did show that one hundred percent did show that he could defend. Yeah, both, like those out, two of them. There was definitely a point where he had Hobbs done. Like Hobbs was done. Yep. He had the powerbomb symphony. It was exactly like you thought it was. But unfortunately, that three man match is it plays against you as the champion and uh, Samoa Joe, who was one of the only ones to take the opportunity of the no DQ uh, status of a three way championship match, hits Wardlow in the head with his belt. And Samoa Joe is a two-time champ. Yeah. Now, what's interesting is he has an ROH championship. Well, he's a he's a he's got two championships. Now he's a two-times champ. Well, this uh, is yeah. first, this is the first run with the TB or the uh, TNT champion, but he now right. holds two belts. Correct. Sorry, he's Joe Thank two you for belts. Clarifying. Joe two belts. <laughs> one ROH, one AEW. Yes. Interesting. Yes, Tony Khan's paying him handsomely through two companies. Do you think he gets two paychecks? I doubt it. I don't know. Don't pay I mean, is own. anybody technically signed to ROH right now? I really don't know. I am. T- you're signed? <laughs> yes. Tony, call me. Told you, 100,000. Are you Let's all go. on her? I am all whatever you need me to be. What uh, about uh, all TNA when we had Sting and Darby Allen versus Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal? Yeah, what a throwback. You just sprinkle Darby Sting Allen in there, but let's be real. Yeah, right. Sting and Jeff Jarrett in the ring. Yeah, this, everybody this started could have chanting happened TNA. 10 years ago, easily. 10? This could have happened 20 years ago, like in the early 2000s when AJ Styles was still in, uh, when he had short hair. I know, with uh, Dixie Carter. Dixie Carter. That was before Dixie. That was, this was pre-Dixie Carter. Well, clearly. But, yeah, Jeff Jarrett, obviously a staple in wrestling all, all around. Making his his debut My match, world. <laughs> making his debut match with Jay Lethal as a partner, Satnam saying who, who else would he and come Sanjay in with? Dutton in tow uh, against Sting and Darby Allen. Like I said, a story, a huge history between Jeff Jarrett and Sting. Of course, no um, DQ match, no DQ wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, which was nice, but they didn't overdo it. They didn't turn this into a hardcore. Match. They didn't turn this into a nope. false count anywhere match. I mean, of course, there was a guitar used. There was a guitar. Of course, Sting jumped off way too high of a spot for a yep. 65 year old man. Yep, but, but still did his thing. Great. 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 I, really I, I like it. what they're doing with Darby Allen and Satnam Singh. I don't know if they're setting up for something like that, but a few weeks ago, Darby Allen, you know, does that thing where he hits the ropes and he goes full fledged in. Into the person on the outside of the ring, and he hit Satnam Singh, and Satnam didn't even a, budge. Bounced off like a ping pong. And now here we see uh, Darby Allen go for a coffin drop on the top of a ladder, trying to land on Jeff Jarrett, who's at the bottom of the stage. Yep. And Satnam Singh straight caught him, and it was a really, really good spot. It made Satnam look like a baby. It made him look just like an absolute monster, oh, yeah. which I mean, clearly he, really he is. is. Uh, like Jeff yeah. Jarrett said, he is a real. 
monster. Real monster, like not brawn. Not like red these pants. red tight wearing <laughs> banana nose circuses. Yeah. Something like that. Uh good match. Sting and Darby Allen, I believe, remain undefeated as they yes. pick up yes, this they win. Pick up another win. Again, and I'm okay with it. Keep it going. You yep. don't need to break this up. Let it go. Yeah. Perfectly fine. One hundred percent down. I think Eddie Kingston said it right in the pre-show that the night, the match of the night, rather, was definitely going to be Tony Storm and Jamie Hayter. Oh, yeah. I mean, one of the matches of the night. One he said that this is my match. I'm ready for this. The, the, obviously, these two have known each other for a while. They've made it very clear. Caliber has said multiple times that these two were roommates at one point during the pandemic. Yep, really They've ran that point They've known each other for home. a long time. So it was a really good matchup tony storm i think put on the best AEW match that she's done so far um jamie hater did she, not pull she girl. showed up she yeah, knew the assignment she really did she showed up it was and intense. she delivered and she got rewarded in the end she did now it wasn't clean it was good but, but it, it wasn't clean and yep. here's where Britt baker comes in rebel clearly with her distractions and wow she is good on the eyes, but her voice is just so distracting. She comes in, and then Britt actually removes the turnbuckle pad and looks at the at the uh, camera. I don't know if you caught this. Said it's Jamie's time. Mm-hmm. Very uncharacteristic for Britt Baker because let's be real, she's super selfish. Right. So helps her pick up the win. Maybe uh... that ripcord lariat by Jamie Hader. She's just so killer with that. Oh, it's so good, good. and it's so well deserving. But she cheated. Oh yeah, she did. Pick I don't it up, know. Though. Maybe uh, maybe we see uh, Jade Cargill's new new challenger for the TBS Championship in Britt Baker. In Britt? Well, I mean, Britt obviously oh, she says Jamie's time that. as the world the world uh or the women's champion doesn't mean that Britt mm. Baker can't go for a gold belt. It would be a good way to put over Jade. Mm-hmm. To put to win over Britt Baker, I don't think she's wrestled. There's no way she's wrestled Britt Baker. Oh no way. There's no way. Hmm. I like that. There you go. So there you go. Tony, really I'm telling you, call me. I know you're listening. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> you always listen to our suggestions, so. Uh, uh, maybe not the match of the night, but definitely a a top contender for top three match of the night. Um, yeah, and seeing a, a, such a pivotal women's match so late in the card was great. Yep. Jamie Hayter getting the win and your new AEW women's champion. Interim. Interim. Uh, Tony Khan did say during the media scrum after this. That he Thank is. Thank God this one went better. Yeah, right. He is uh, considering. Well, I don't know that MGF M- MJF walked in and 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 just absolutely shit on that. Uh, yeah, media pretended scrum. he was going to take questions and then said, "Ah, fuck, fuck you, you fuck out. this, I'm out, champs out." Um, but Tony Khan did Slow say that he is that. that he is considering stripping Thunder Rosa of her her AEW Women's Championship. Um, maybe, you know how I feel about that. Might be the right move. Maybe we they found some news about Thunder Rosa that she's going to be cleared sooner than later, and they're just gearing up for, oh, yeah, when she comes back. Or if she doesn't come back and she makes yeah. a triumphant return to wrestle Jamie Hayter. I was hoping it was going to be at the, at the pay-per-view. I, I, I honestly was waiting for her music to hit and her come out and be like, I was oh, too. hey, I was hoping. Jamie, it's me and you, but... Man, I guess no timeline in sight for when Thunder Rose is going to be back. So scratch the interim and poor Tony Storm technically never 
won a championship because that's the interim and that doesn't really count i know is she on the list of champions in aew don't know weird rain got a girl but she's got got a a lot to work out on that like that's the problem with the interim champions yeah the interim champion only works if your champion is unable to defend it for a certain period of time and boy, even did CM I... Punk when they did it with that, that was a risky, risky move. Yep. Because CM Punk didn't have no idea how long he was going to be out. Right. Um, I think the only reason he did that was because, honest to God, because CM Punk was probably one of his favorite wrestlers. And was like, no, I want you to have the title. And he and had just like, gotten it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he, the, the match that he got it, he injured his foot. Um, it was the match back, actually. Remember? Yep. He yep. tried to jump up over the ropes, caught tried his to... ankle, and yep, couldn't it do... was just the random match with FDR, right? No, no, no. He he injured. He finally like, oh yeah, it was with FDR. Mm-hmm. He tried doing the uh the the lariat, the uh the buckshot buckshot lariat. Um, but the, then shout I think out to when... Logan Paul. <laughs> yeah, right. But I think whenever <laughs> uh, whenever Thunder Rosa hurt got hurt, or you know, I think they kind of tried to give her the same respect. It, it was a rough year for the in, for the interim championship. It was a rough year you know? for the championship. I mean, even a lot of injuries this year. Okay, we had interim champion after CM Punk won from Hangman. Mm-hmm. We had uh, him then give up the championship after beating John Moxley. Mm-hmm. After John Moxley ended up going through an entire tournament to win the interim championship, uh, loses to CM Punk, is supposed to go on vacation. CM Punk then does the audio media or the uh, the 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 media scrum, all-out brawl-out, ends up getting stripped of the AEW world champion. Mm-hmm. The women's champion ends up getting hurt, and then they put it in interim with her. Mm-hmm. It's just a, it's been a nightmare for them with championships. And then the trios championships, they debut that, and the, the same the week next, they debut yeah, it, it's stripped. They strip it, and so it's been tough. I mean, Tony Khan has had to make a lot of really tough decisions, and we can't agree with all of them. Again, I think he's done a phenomenal job in the last two months to yes. to elevate the some of the original AEW stars. Yep. And remember that it doesn't need to be all Brian Danielson and John no. Moxley, which we will soon see. We will see, but one thing we can agree on is that this tag team championship has been on fire this entire year. Oh, it's just Between so fun. The Lucha Brothers dropping the titles to uh Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus mm-hmm. to the amount of times that FTR has teased that they're going to get those titles back to the acclaim picking up the titles. Even Swerve in Our Glory. Oh, that's right. That and to Swerve really getting it. Fun run. Swerve in, the, Swerve in Our Glory, who formed out of pure chance, mm-hmm. ended up winning the tag titles. And then the acclaimed ended up winning from Swerve in Our Glory. It has been one of the best aspects of AEW is the tag team mm-hmm. championship. Even the Young Bucks getting it again was really fun. Yep, yep. It's they just gave been it really up. good. It's been really, really good. That's right. They, they did were actually have the it. ones that gave it up they to Swerve in Our it. Glory. So it was. It's been. But that was the whole Hardy Boys. Remember the Hardy yep, Boys Hardy's were supposed, supposed to, to win them. it. But I, honest to God, thank God they that that happened. Like not thank God. Uh, you know, it's unfortunate. Obviously, what happened yeah, to Jeff? Yeah, Jeff nobody did wants what he did. But uh it, it, These it had, guys all got such a push that maybe they wouldn't have gotten. It forced the tag division to elevate immediately because they, they were expecting a up. tried and true tag team to come in yep. and do what they do best. And unfortunately, things happened to where they weren't. It's the same thing with CM Punk. This is, but this is how you do a good championship. You just you roll with the punches. 
and you just get on with it. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. with, this, with the World Championship, it was a little bit different. To, to, you know, it happened after all the fact. But this was just the tag team championships in AEW have been on fire. They really have. It, obviously, with, with WWE, they, they've got them tied up with the Usos. It's been like that all year. Yeah. It's been have flat. nothing. AEW has eaten up the tag champions. And look look at what they've done in FTR. They've taken one of their their tag teams and have sent them to other promotions and just built the name AEW as a solid, like, all around. Like, we not only want to be a promotion, we want to help other promotions and be a part of the wrestling And they have, because before AEW, I knew nothing about Japanese wrestling. Neither did I. You know, you hear Even about Mexican, it. Maybe like some Mexico names. Yeah. Or European wrestling. Absolutely. I had no idea. Australian. Now I know sure. people from almost every continent in, in some capacity. Yeah. It's been great. I've learned so much about different cultures and different mm-hmm. wrestling and different people, different legends. Yep. Like, again, Will, uh, Will Ospreay and Kenny Omega are in the Tokyo Dome fighting together and NJPW. Like, right. It's just crazy. Wrestling is so fun. And it's so fun to see AEW. With the forbidden door wide open, you come on over, we'll come on over, whatever, you know, happens. And FTR have just gone to every single company, you know, and just dominated. Oh, yeah. It's been great. It's been absolutely phenomenal. But, I mean, the tag match is exactly what you wanted. Everything was really good. Obviously, it's been weeks and weeks of just what's up with Swerve and Keith. Uh, Swerve insisted on the dap here from Keith, and Keith kind of reluctantly gave it to him. I think he did it out of good luck just to try and win these titles back. Yep, but it uh, really got to a point where daddy Keith... A- no daddy ass, by the way. No daddy ass, no distractions. But uh, Swerve wanted, uh, very similar to the the trios match, mm-hmm. Swerve wanted Keith Lee to use the pliers and... Less than, than ideal Indubitably conditions. not, you know? No, he decided not to and took the, took the uh, pliers threw him out of the ring and was trying to t- tell him like, no, nah, that's not how we do things. And Swerve. The disrespect, man, right out of LA's page. Smacked him right in the mouth. He did. And started belittling him. And Keith, being Keith, looked at him and just said, you're on your own. I think he pat Bones on the back and was like, here you go. Yep. And then walked out of the ring. It's all yours. You even said like, what if Swerve What, won? what if Swerve like rolls him <laughs> up and wins? Keith like, nah, I'm not the tag team champ. Yeah, like, right. I'm good. Uh, but no, uh, unfortunately, it left Swerve in a two-on-one situation, and the Acclaimed were able to retain their titles, which I think was the right move to do. Yeah, and I'm glad this match even glory. happened, because I yep. really thought Swerve just screwed Anthony Bowens, and he was out. Oh, yeah, with his injury? Yeah, he was sporting was the, uh, the sling. Maybe he was just doing it as a precaution. But we are watching Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and the internet and every dirt sheet yeah. in the world. Because you kept seeing uh, Anthony Bowens in a sling. He kept saying he had a bad day, and it was like, yep. oh, this is happening. Yep. But it did and exactly what happened. The hype here is phenomenal. I love seeing the foam scissors and everybody scissoring oh, yeah. out in the crowd. Keep this going for as long as you want, Tony Khan. I'm on board. To end this pay-per-view, and, and this is where things get really interesting and what we've all been waiting for, MJF, John Moxley for the AEW world championship now let's be real i'm a i'm just a regular person here and after over four hours of wrestling it got to a point where i'm getting really tired it started off a little yeah. bit slow it did it did didn't last long no well, well within five minutes into it they were swinging for the fences 
it wasn't the bloody, gory MJF John no. Moxley match like I think we all expected. No, again, it was just some really good, clean wrestling. Again, short blow of for a blow, couple, short of a couple bloody lips throughout all, the whole pay per view, there was not much blood pouring. No, and this was this right up that same alley. Yep, just uh, a good, solid, hard hitting match whole way through. Yeah, and MJF sold a, a knee injury the whole time yep. that he sustained while he was giving uh Mox a pile driver on the apron. Yep, he uh hit him with one hit him with a pile driver, went to hit another one. His knee gave out, uh dropped him, and Moxley took advantage. Yeah, and he turned around and gave him a pile driver right through the table. Yep, just happened to be a table set up right next to the ring. What do you know? Yeah, it happens you know when you set up tables. Man, but, we love our tables. <laughs> and apparently they don't. It, I'm pretty sure it was the uh, timekeeper's table again. Yeah. I say it every week, but I swear to God, <laughs> AEW's timekeeper table just keeps going up and up and up. Their budget is through the roof. Uh, but yeah, it was a great match. Um, uh, uh, some more referee... Um, shenanigans. Shenanigans. Actually, I don't think we brought that up yet uh, during the... the uh... Oh God, I don't remember what match it was. Well, Somewhere. Athena and That's right. it was... Madison Rain on Rampage had obviously some uh, referee yeah, shenanigans Athena because Athena knocked out Aubrey Edwards. So we had that. And obviously, not too long later, here we are at full gear. And John Moxley gets knocked into, the, into, the, into Bryce. Into Bryce Remsburg. And Bryce is out. Out. Like, they're so fragile. Refs are so fragile. In, they in are. Wrestling. You think they would be more prepared for this, but, but uh, alas, not. So MJF pulls out the dynamite diamond ring deep from his gooch. <laughs> yeah, Must have been deep so in that warm. Saw and he pulls it out, it. and uh, you talk about Stone Pitbull. Here comes William <laughs> Regal with this just sour. <laughs> still talking about his gooch. Lemon face, and he comes striding out because he's on commentary, of course. And he looks at MJF, and he threatens him. I don't remember exactly what he said, but he's like, "Don't no. you dare." Use that dynamite diamond ring. Like, Bad pretty much, all, I'm going to fuck you up. And uh, I, don't, I don't know exactly what ended up happening, but John Moxley ended up putting MJF into a submission move. A, like a deep one, too. MJF tapped. He tapped. But Bryce was day. not paying attention, so he Actually, completely missed it. Actually, this was after it. the second referee came out and got knocked out. Uh, yes. Uh, MJF got knocked into uh, uh, the ref, and he got knocked out, so... Not and sure. that's Paul what gave Turner? Paul Turner, and that's what gave Moxley the opportunity to put him in that chokehold. Right. So put he him tapped. Out. Nobody saw it, and Regal was like, "Mox, like, what the fuck are you doing? Get, get the up, ref up, go get Bryce. Let's continue." So Mox gets up. He goes over to get Bryce, and this gave William Regal, God damn, like this is one pulls of my it out of heroes. His, his coat pocket. He pulls out the gold brass the knuckles and he slides villain. him over to MJF. You turning son of a bitch. The devil pulled off the greatest trick. Just when you thought. And, oh, and so good. Everybody's like, what? No. No. Oh, no. no everybody knew. No. And it was, it was one. Smooth. And it was two. And you have a new AEW world champion. Maxwell Jacob Maxwell Jacob Friedman is your new world champion. Dynamite and Rampage just got that much more interesting. Holy shit. Yeah. MJF walks away with the gold, did exactly what he said he was going to do. John Mike pulled one over on everybody else. Uh, Don't know how long uh, he's been in the pocket of 
Wow. Uh, William Regal, or if William Regal did this on a complete whim. Is and this the end of BCC? Was he there doing this this whole time? I don't know. It's great. I think, honestly, I think... I loved it. I think Regal saw something in MJF over the past couple of weeks. Well, even John said, you are the young me, and Regal agreed. decided, yep, that this is the guy I need to attach my name to. And I can still mold this guy. my legacy in AEW. I can make this man into not just a world champion, but the best wrestler that has ever been in AEW's doors. One of the best signs in AEW, signees, was William Regal. He has added such an absolutely interesting dynamic to this. Yep. I can't fucking believe it. I can't wait to hear the victory. The again, the media scrum was just fun with him oh, yeah. parading it, it around. Was great. I cannot believe this really happened. This, uh, this, the next generation. This pay-per-view Here we go. was amazing. It was a 10 out of 10. I enjoyed every moment of it. Yep. I'm very biased. I love AEW. There wasn't a down moment. If it, if I got the matches tired, I didn't think I was, was going to enjoy, well, I enjoyed fully. I enjoyed everything. The pre-show was great. We got some banging barbecue. We were eating ribs, slamming some ribs and slamming this pay-per-view. Worth the 50 bucks. Even if you listen to this whole thing, spend the 50 bucks. Go back. Actually, I need to touch on that. I saw something 20 minutes before uh, Twitter or on Twitter and it churned my stomach. Now, I'm a wrestling fan. I love wrestling. I am in a state in my life where I can can go out and I can do the thing to get the pay-per-views and I can buy the shirts and I have that capability right now not everybody has that and i get that but i saw somebody who's a relatively known uh reporter of wrestling that was complaining that if twitter goes down how are they going to find the link to be able to watch the pay-per-view and they might actually have to buy it and it just really it chaps my ass that we love this goddamn sport that we love we love wwe we love AEW, GCW, NJPW, whatever Jersey Pro Wrestling, hairdresser, like goddamn server, shout them out. If you, goddamn, this might just be like that punk rock kid in me, that hardcore kid in me. Like, if you love something, fucking support it. Go out and buy the thirty dollars shirt. Go out and buy the ticket to go see the guys at Pro Wrestling Tees are really sweet guys. That are the ones that run. Oh yeah, the AEW shop. They run their own shop. They're you know trying to pay their guys decent yep. they take them on these lavish vacations like support support these people like give being when taken you care can of. like i know everybody's got shit to pay for i know everybody's and we're well my god we're going really long like i know everybody's got shit to pay for and do and shit to take care of but man this is a sport that we all love and give a shit about and without like you being there and supporting there's no fucking support to to for everybody you enjoy and speaking you know? of support we really want to over the next few weeks do a couple giveaways. Please stay tuned for that. Pay attention to that. We're uh, thinking about thinking about coffee mugs. We uh, got some sticker proofs, Uh, but that's enough about that. We we've got we've we're really far into further what we what we thought we were going to do. Thank you if you've been listening this far. We appreciate you. Yes, thank you so much. As always, our main thing that we like to social media platform Twitter. Follow us there. We're at C A W Wrestling Pod. But follow um, us on all social media, uh, Facebook, absolutely. CAW uh, Instagram, Pod, all that good stuff. I am Jamie. I am at a bacon party. Please follow me as well. I'd really appreciate that. Uh, I am Mark. I'm, I, I am at Gunk Dudley. I don't really tweet a lot, but if you want to follow me, by all means, I usually kind of take care of the coffee and wrestling, which is at CAW Wrestling Pod. <laughs> um, but if you want to follow me, that's fine, I guess. 
Thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, we will see you later this week. We have a lot more wrestling this week. We have War Games, Judgment Day, Raw, SmackDown, Dynamite, Rampage. I don't Usos. I don't know what I'm doing with my life other than watching wrestling. Anymore. Oh, I didn't even get a chance to say that. Sammy said that he was the Usi in the Sky with Diamonds. Oh my god, Usi in the Sky with Diamonds. It's amazing. Sammy, you keep doing you. And everybody, you do you. Thank you for listening. <laughs>